Welcome back to the Character Corner. Finally, is Chris and Deepom here. Uh, we had some delays in here, but we're finally getting started with, uh, I guess it's Captain Marvel Part 3? <laughs> okay, so this is weird. <laughs> like, we're going to get through all the history of this comic book character. We're going to talk about the publication history and the actual legal history, which is somehow more interesting, in my opinion, than the um, actual in-character history. Mm -hmm. But let's deal with this first. It's Captain fucking Marvel. And this episode's probably going to tell Shazam because of SEO purposes, and there's a movie coming out. Though I'll be honest, the Captain Marvel SEO might be more powerful at this point. Um, yeah, it's it's Captain Marvel, right? Like, like we're going to do this, and we're, I'll I'll do my best to call him Shazam because our one or overlords have decreed it. But this is fucking Captain. This is Captain Marvel, right? Just be honest. I mean, yeah, but. When you then, see when you see the big red cheese, when you see that lightning bolt and that half cave. Who does your what word comes to mind? Well, my word comes to Zam because I never cared. Um, I but no, but so here's the thing, and, and I went again. So we're obviously recovering DC's Captain Marvel or Fawcett's Captain Marvel DC. <laughs> um, all all of this comes down to being Warner, well, not Warner Brothers at the time, but national publication and DC's fault. This is all. Of DC's fault. 100% their fault. This and other people think that we blame them for a lot of shit that's not their fault, and maybe we do. This one, fight us. This is 100% their fault. You're absolutely right. The, from the 40s to the early 50s, when Fawcett Comics, uh, when, when Fawcett had, had the their rights, it was Captain Marvel. And quite, po and we've covered, again, we've covered this in our history of, 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 of the comic books uh, back in, in, in January, all right? It is a 100% fact that Captain Marvel's comics sold more comics than anybody else. All right? They, they just did. They were selling like hotcakes. 14 million copies of Captain Marvel's Adventure sold in 1944. Say, oh, I'm sorry. Say that number one more time for Four, everyone who who's barely paying attention. 14 million. Thank you. It was selling over 1.3 million a copy. A copy. I mean, I'm, uh, for 1.3 million copies per issue, all right? Every issue, over a million copies, all right? And uh, National, and we'll cover this more in detail later on, National got all up huff and puffy and, 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 and put a, a, a fucking, you know, uh, a lawsuit out saying it was too close to Superman, and Fawcett eventually had to shudder. They, they, had to, oh. they settled. They shuddered. Well, and we'll get into the details later Let's on. Let's step in here. Okay. We'll just, we'll just yeah, we're going we're to go into more details later. Um, and then when, when DC decided, oh, wait, we fucked up. That was a big character. We need to bring it back. They brought it back after Marvel had already got hold of the rights to the name. And so now they're stuck with a character that they tried to. And again, we're going to go into more details with this. They, they brought the character back. And it was the same exact character from the Fawcett years. To, I, I'm talking straight line continuity. So it was, he was stuck. He was stuck. Also in, like <laughs> it, it's, it's dumb. But then they could not use the Captain Marvel name because they had waited too long and lost it. This is they, all of they DC's could use it in the books, but they couldn't use it to sell a book. Right. And so now you have a character who, every, again, it's been 30 years. True. About, about, about. 25 to 30 years since you revived the character, you cannot use the name on the cover of the book to sell it, but you call the character Back. that name. Uh, imagine if imagine if um, Batman existed, but you couldn't call a book Batman. You had to call everything that involved him 
Gotham, the hero of Gotham, a Gotham Adventures. But you could never call the book Batman. That is what... And so, so, so it's essentially the reverse Wonder Woman. Where yes. Wonder Woman has to be a publication of the right revert. They can't publish Captain Marvel. Yeah. And, and so this all comes, and we'll go through this, this all comes down to their fault. And so while you're right that, you know, they use inside, they call the character Captain Marvel through the books up until uh, Jeff Johns and them just made the decision to go to Zam. I'm saying that the more and more we hold on to that name, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to make the argument that I think this character could have done a lot better. Had they just changed it up front and went forward with it. But they were so fucking stubborn well, that they didn't want to do I, it. And so you, you can't, you're not you going to stubbornness and I'm not going to fight you on that. But I will say that I think a lot of it is kind of the corporate makeup of national oh, oh, that, slash eventually become Warner Brothers. Because when they bring in properties, it's not, not about integration seamlessly. You talk about, um, and it hasn't been in the past. Like they're they're doing more now with the Jim World stuff over in uh, Young Justice, which you guys should be reading uh, businesses books. But when uh, an imprint would be absorbed, it wouldn't be like, and here's how they seamlessly fit. It was like, bam, look who arrived, and then yeah. they wouldn't try to reconcile any continuity. And part of it, I think, honestly, is the precedent set by the Shazam situation because when Captain Marvel came over, you're right, it was outselling Superman, it's outselling every book in the world. So from their corporate perspective. Why would we jettison all this built-in goodwill? So I, on its face, I understand the initial hesitation. Well, no, well, I well, really do. Well, here's the thing. It's the same thing we've been saying about the movie side. Like, as much as we complain creatively and critically about how these films do, they've been doing financially, it's like, well, if you look at it from a corporate point of view, they're winning. <laughs> outside, outside of Justice League. All right, all right. I mean, but no, right. but it, it's, it's, it's true, right? And, and, and what does it come down to? They are making corporate decisions that don't necessarily that kind of impede their creativity and the fact that they could probably do better if you weren't going. And that and that's why I see this when I when I see like when I started reading because I, I went back and read like the Sazam book they brought it. I mean they bring them back and they named the book Sazam, right? <laughs> and they tried to they, they, they tried to go they tried to put on the cover the original Captain Marvel and Marvel was like. Nah, motherfuckers. Cease and desist. You can't do that. Except for like issue 15, they had to stop doing that. So it's like, they, they knew what they were trying to do. And it's just like, it's so blatant. And it's, like I said, it's a mess. Like, I, going through this entire thing, it's not as much of a mess as Hawkman. No, uh, because at least nowhere it, near. It's nowhere near that because nothing's nothing. I mean, at least for the I most, mean, for the, yeah. I mean, there's two different Hawkman. People right? need to realize how much I didn't want to do the Hawkman episode. Right. And yes, it was your idea. That's the crazy thing about it. It was, it was my idea. I was like, that was a horrible idea. I said it out loud. I was like, why did I say <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, right, that. right. That show. Right, right. You were, we're in the middle of the show. And you're just like, yo, why are we doing this? But like, it, it, <laughs> you're right. It's not, it's, it's not as bad as Hawkman, but it gives me a lot of Hawkman vibes. You're like, Oh, you're grasping at straws. Like you can literally see at point when they're grasping at straw to see what will what will catch on, and they want to. And I'm just like, like some of the things are really good. Like uh, we're going to hit this when we get into. Um, I think it's the power of Sazam. I really love. I like that series. Like I think that's probably mm-hmm. the series they probably should have led with when they came out in the '70s, brought the character back. Um, but um, so let's 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 get jump into this. So we're, we're going to start. In the 40s, to go back to the, the Fawcett years again. We covered some of this uh, in the History of Comics episode, so we skip over. So, so uh, some things you want to listen to in, in conjunction with this. Uh, the first part of our History of Comics um, character corner that was done in January. I can't remember the number off the top of my head. 
And then you want to go back and try to find, uh, again, if you search, if you're like using something like RS Radio, you can, you can easily search the Character Corner feed. Uh, find the Black Adam um, uh, uh, Character Corner we did, because we did that years ago. It's weird to say years ago when we were doing the Character Corner, but yeah. We it's just like, we've reached a point with this show where I'm, I'm asking a lot of questions about myself. So uh, the History of Comics Golden Age uh, episode was episode number 68. Okay. Yeah, go back to that so one. Fairly recent. Yeah, and we... then Black Adam. Give me one second to try to find this one here. That was because like... it was early. Because that was the beginning of your villain agenda. You you problematic character. You. Yes, that, that was that was like early 2016 or something like that. One, two, three, four. It's before number five, six, yeah, seven, eight. It's episode nine. Oh shit! It's nine. November 29th, 2015. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. <sighs> yeah, we uh. We've been. Yeah, this is way longer than we thought. Yeah, we've been doing this way longer than we thought. So, holy shit. So, anyway, um, so we're jumping right into this. Uh, Wiz Comics number two released December t- nineteen thirty nine. The writer was Bill Parker, and the artist was CC Beck. Um, and one thing I was I noticed when I, I looked at that cover. Uh, <laughs> and again, I think this we're gonna get to the lawsuit later on. It's so it's so such a fucking frivolous lawsuit. Uh, one of the it's similarities. Not, it's not frivolous. It kind of is though. It is the, we'll the way. We'll okay, we'll I will fight you. I'm not going to fight you. But I will disagree with you. Respect. Okay, no. okay, okay. Um, so the similarity to the action comic number one though is kind of funny because uh, Superman is holding up a, a, a car and and, and and Captain Marvel uh, is smashing the car on his cover. So that is kind of. I, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Um, okay. All right. Hold on. So I'm going to do this now. I'm going to defend. I'm going to defend this now. They did it better. Oh don't, yeah! Don't get me wrong. Yeah. They did a concept. That's why it worked so well. Yeah. The concept is done. You have to remember that, that they, they backed into making Superman Superboy and the Avengers of Superman when he was a child and like alternate universes and these of uh, superheroes and all these alternate Earths for Superman's 12 because they needed a way to capture the youthful imagination. And before they even tried to jump in those hoops, Fawcett was like, well, what if we just made him a kid? Yeah. It's give me super. Uh, was it Roscoe? We, you the bio and the origins and the powers? Yeah, we'll, we'll go into that. But like you know, Roscoe okay. Fawcett said basically, give me Superman. Uh, only have his identity be a 12, uh, ten to twelve year old boy rather than a man. That's that was it. Like that's it. That's it. <laughs> I mean, it. It's it, not rocket science. It's just like one of those things. Like, hey, who are we selling to? Uh, a bunch of kids. Yeah. Why don't we make a kid the star? Yeah. And and again, going back to the, going back to. The uh, the character corner we did before. Remember, at this time, you, all the kids superheroes were all sidekicks. Mm-hmm. So you, as a kid, you you wanted to be Batman. You didn't want to be Robin. You didn't want to be the sidekick. Here, you could get to be Billy Batson, who turns into Captain Marvel, turns into the chiseled, uh, chinned hero with all these mm-hmm. superpowers. Right? Like that's what you get to be. You get the you know. Because they have those images of looking into the mirror and the mirror reflection is Captain Marvel. That's like every kid's dream. That's going to sell like a motherfucker. And it did, you know? So, um, so let's go quickly. You said before, let's go quickly into the, the power set. The powers again. So, you know, we've been, we had a little conversation up front and we'll be talking more about this as we go through. Character's name is not Sazam. The Sazam is from the actual wizard who gave uh, Billy Batch and the powers of Captain Marvel, uh, and uh, the Sazam uh, spells out as uh, the wisdoms of Solomon, uh, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of uh, uh, Atlas, 
um, the power of Zeus, the courage of Achilles, and the speed and flight of Mercury. Uh, and that all spells out. So Zam and uh, let's see if I can get this correctly because it, it's changed every now and then a little bit. But I believe in the early golden ages, uh, Billy Batson was um, just some street orphan on the, ki- on the street selling newspapers. He gives <laughs> again. <laughs> all right. This is the. This is the 40s, so you can do this. <laughs> but I swear to God, in 2019, if I read a comic where a shadowy figure lures a young boy down to the subway. It's got to work out eventually or they'd all stop following these shadowy figures. Right. I think this is still holds up. I'm just saying. Because you've got to have that story where one time it worked out for you. Because what? otherwise. Well, it's like that episode of A Family Guy when... um. Uh, uh, Peter's recalling back into childhood where he was told that and some kid does that and finds out that he gets the kid the, the other kid goes the other kid gets like this wild run of a ride and then Peter's like oh man I wanted to do that then Peter goes and then he gets molested it's just like it's like yeah during the time you have all these people all these adults telling you don't go with strangers and here you have you know the comic book that sells 14 million fucking copies telling kids hey I don't know man go with strangers you might get superpowers that stranger might be a wizard <laughs> it might be a um, so uh, the wizard asks uh, Billy to say his name to get his powers. Now the wizard's name has had several different origins. The um, they're for the most part they're pretty much the same. Um, and uh, it's, the wizard is sitting, which eventually becomes the Rock of Eternity. I, I can't remember exactly in the earlier how. How much they blended that in the, in the early years, in the faucet years. Um, he's sitting under a granite block held up by a string. It's, that's usually a story that's told in most telling going forward. And like I said, we brought the Hawkman thing because just like Hawkman gets, gets a, a, a retelling of his origin like every few, like every, I feel like almost every decade, the same thing happens with Captain Marvel slash Sazam. I will say that in this case, it's way more consistent. They never do the. Well, now he's just from another fucking planet, and he's a cop from a planet. Like they don't do that with. All right, all right, all right. I'm just saying. All right. I'm just, okay. just, just, just giving them a little credit. I'm stepping in here just so I can say this one time: the current Hawkman run is very good. <laughs> I know you said that. I know. And I've waited. Tw- I waited a year, Chris. I waited twelve issues. Brian is drawing it. It's beautiful. Um, and they reconcile kind of all the history. They try to make it make sense. It's basically what you wanted Bendis to have actually done with his run. Um, yeah, everything happened. Everything counts. That's all I'm going to say which, right which, now. Which, to be fair, they've been doing that with the rebirth. Like it's, it's yeah, they've been making, they've been giving writers a chance to reconcile the histories, and they, I think that 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 freedom and that ability is really yeah shown through talent wise. Right, and 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 that's a good thing. So, um. Uh, the ancient wizard. Uh, I'm gonna say Egyptian wizard because we also go back to he gives powers to Black Adam. Um, uses his power to fight the forces of evil. Well over five thousand years old. Uh, again, in most tellings, he's um, uh, given. Uh, he dies after giving his powers to Billy. That changes a little bit with, uh, well, not even a little bit, changes with the power of Zazam, but we'll get back into that in the, I think that's the late 80s, early 90s. Um, yeah. Also, again, we said he's also the one who gave 
um, Black Adam his powers. Um, they 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 play around with it a little bit that the different characters. So between uh, Billy, um, Adam, and then we'll get to Mary in a bit. Uh, they each say Sazam to get the powers. The, it's, it's it's different gods for each one of them. I I don't. I think we went through the gods for the Black Adam one. I'm I didn't write that one down for Mary. Uh, but the ones I mentioned for for uh, Captain Marvel are are, are there. Uh, I've already mentioned those. <clears throat> um, uh, we mentioned the Rock of Eternity, his magical home base. Again, in the power of Sazam is formed from two rock formations that traps the three faces of evil. We'll get into that later when we get down the line. Um, yeah, I think that's it. We'll talk about something that happens early, like you said, the sharing of powers. Yes, let's do that. And... This was a book where they said, well, if one kid's superhero is good, more will be better. And the sales backed it up because it wasn't just Billy Batson who turned into Captain Marvel. In 1941, they introduced the Lieutenant Marvels, three other boys whose names happened to be fucking Billy Batson. Which was insane. Turned into, I guess, what? That was insane. I was like, what the fuck is this? They're all named Billy yeah, Batson. Dude, they all get reading back and they're like, wait a second. They, they all get kidnapped because we were trying to get Billy. It's just fucking ridiculous. It's really bad. Um, so Captain Marvel Jr., who becomes, who is the alter ego of a, a fellow like orphan newsboy who's apparently, who's also disabled, Freddie Freeman. Well, Freddie Freeman. Mentioned. Yeah, Freddie Freeman was the former jock football player. Uh, he's out fishing with his dad uh, when he gets caught in the middle of a fight between uh, Captain Marvel and, uh, again, for those who say comic books shouldn't get into politics, I think the name is Captain Nazi. Chris, you don't know what Captain Nazi's a very fine person. Don't let his name define him. Uh, Captain Nazi kills uh, Freddy's grandfather and cripples Freddy. Um, and Billy and Mary have to share their powers with Freddy to help save his life. Uh, and he becomes Captain Marvel Jr. by invoking his power by saying, Captain Marvel, not Suzanne. So I know. Which creates a lot of things where he can't say his name and it becomes like a hilarious in-joke he can't say his own name in the comic books which comes to like a, a charming like kind of weird piece of trivia and then they gave it to the main character and my head exploded anyway <laughs> um, I'm so like we're gonna get to that I'm really upset about it also because these things were offshoots and so successful the offshoots of course would not stop there there's also the Hoppy the Marvel Bunny I'm not kidding oh well there's also Tawny uh, what Talkie the Talking Tawny? Oh, no. The Talking Tawny was a mainline uh, character. So was Uncle Marvel, who had no power. It was Billy's, like, uh, I which, guess, Alfred. Which was hilarious, by the way. Hilarious. Like, there's a, there's a, there's a no, issue. Like, we, oh, so, real quick before we go to there, we, we gotta go back to Mary. Mary Bromfield. Yeah. Uh, in New 52, she's just Billy's uh, foster care sister. We'll get to that. But in every other continuity, she's actually Billy's actual sister, and they were separated when their parents died. And she becomes Mary Marvel, and she can use that power by saying Suzanne. So... Again, so now you got Mary, uh, Mary Marvel, you got Captain Marvel. They both can get their powers by saying Sazam. Then you got Freddie Freeman, who gets his powers by saying Captain Marvel. So, yeah, just get that out of the way. So, anyway, going back to uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uncle Marvel, who has no powers, who you literally watch change into his costume. Right. It's all yeah. cheesy. It's yeah. all cheesy. It's perfect reaction. It's all cheesy, but it worked. I I I I want to say it's all cheesy. It worked though. It worked. It worked. It worked for them. It worked yeah, for it, them. It worked Why wouldn't it work for them? Yeah, it worked for them. It worked for the forties and early fifties, right? Yeah. Um, yes. Who else we got in the family? Do you want to get into before? We I get think I touched on a lot of the family. 
Yeah, we'll get into the extended early family. The family, and so this is something that's interesting. So it's baked in from the origins and early on, whereas other superheroes would, in year two or three of their existence, get super either teenage versions of themselves or sidekicks. Mm -hmm. The Marvel family just expanded, and so in contrast with Captain Marvel, when Billy Batson or excuse me, when Mary Brumfield and when Freddie Freeman said their magic words, they became super powered as well, but they were still kids, right? And that would allow even a larger audience to say, oh, not only am I the secret identity, I'm also the hero. And and, and it, so And there was also the, there's also this interesting thing they did too, where it's a power sharing thing where if mm-hmm. Freddie and Mary use their powers, then it also kind of takes away from the full power set of of Billy as Captain Marvel if he's using them. So it's like it's it, that power divides uh, over whoever's using the powers. It's a finite set of power. And as and Billy is allowed to kind of basically share that with others, and so you're right. It kind of gets into this idea of not only do I see myself in there, but at any point, Billy Baskin can powers me, and I can become part of the Captain Marvel family too, right? Anybody, it's right. quietly, it's 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 like, and again, I'm not trying to say it's gonna get it would get it could have ever gotten to that point and last as long, but it's quietly the idea of the Spider Man can be anybody. Chris, it's the idea of all of this. It's the idea that something so something that emerged in the '90s, and this is something that I it hit me as I was doing research, was the idea of the I could be the hero, the Ash Ketchums and Pokemon, the the all those did like those 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 shows where they're like, oh, this this character is different. They all do the same thing, but this character is just better at it. You could be that too. This is the beginning of that. This is the first one of those because hey, man, if I'm a kid, man, if only Captain Nazi would kill my grandfather, <laughs> maybe I too could be a Marvel. I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh at that, but like, it's you true though. It's, it's true though. It's so fucking true. It's like, I was like, wait, is that on the nose? Is that really Captain Nazi? It's like, how dare, what the fuck? <laughs> but, 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 but if you think about it, go back to our, our golden age thing. There's another reason why you can point to why Captain Marvel took off, right? What characters from DC did not purposely stayed out of the war? Superman and Batman. Here you have Captain Marvel, who's one of his enemies, is now Captain Nazi. And oh, by the way, this young crippled boy ends up becoming, you know, superpower two to then basically become like Captain Nazi basically becomes his main bad guy to take on. Yep. And so now you have a young guy. It's like you're going to print money with that. So, um, yeah, particularly yeah. given the time and place. Yeah. Yeah. None of it was a mistake. Yeah. So. Um, let's go into some of the, uh, enemies and then we'll kind of get into this, this lawsuit and then and jump over to what happens when we move over to DC. Uh, we've already kind of mentioned Captain Nazi here, uh, Marvel, uh, Master Comics <laughs> 21 and Wiz Comic number 25. I cannot believe that's a thing still. The, and for the record, Captain Nazi still appears in like Yo, mainstream No, he does. Like, I, I, I was, I was shocked by that. I was like, they actually, <laughs> they, when they read, when they pulled, when they remove Captain Nazi from animation when I was reading The Powers of Zam, I was like, oh, they're really about to do... Just to give a heads up, The Powers of Zam basically does a retelling of the Wiz comic with, with... It feels like the Wiz comic stuff, but it also feels like... It, it's, it, to me, it's a good merging of the original... The layer of modern sensibilities, too. Right, and, and, it, and it's very, very modern, but also doesn't go too dark as the Roy Thompson <laughs> stuff did and the limited series he did. Um done really really well and um yeah they re- resurrected uh captain nazi i was like did they bring back captain nazi 
Definitely. You know, Captain Nazi appears in that Batman Under the Red Hood arc. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. When it, Jason takes his eyes. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, so with Comic 25, which also the first appearance of Freddie Freeman and, and Captain Marvel Jr., um, Dr. Savannah, who uh, you, this is going to be your villain in the upcoming Captain Marvel movie. There are, I mean, uh, being a Suzanne movie, so there are... <laughs> you did it. I know. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the faucet years. So I'm, I'm still allowed to call him Captain Marvel. Um, so there are different uh, versions of, of where, uh, I think it's Thaddeus, Savannah fits into this. There are some versions when they bring him into DC, I believe that he's the uncle of, of Billy, who takes Billy, uh, the unknown uncle of Billy, other times he's just, you know, a greedy doctor who's searching out for things. Genius. Um, and then I think there's another version too, but I can't remember which one that is. Uh, one of the more, again, I'm about to say one of the more weirder villains. And, and mind you, we just did uh, Captain Nazi. Um, Mr. Mind. Mr. Your mind's awesome, and I say I that because no, no. I'm a huge fan of 52. I'm not saying so that's my that's my definitive Mr. Mind story. I'm not saying because otherwise, Captain Mar Mr. Mind is a ridiculous character. It is an alien worm, has the body of a lowly worm, the conscience of Hitler, and the brain of a genius. He is a genius alien worm with a, with a talk box. With a talk box, <laughs> I, it's the best part of the character. I just it is so, but, but I, I, again, I, I think the thing about these characters, they're so fun and ridiculous. Like, there's not another set of characters that's so absurd. Uh, like, um, uh, maybe the Flash, right? He has just some fucking absurd, but the Flash doesn't have an alien worm. He doesn't. Obviously, there's Black Adam. Uh, what was it? There's another one. What was it? Um, Ibac. Uh, what was that? It was like he has the back. Yeah. He has the powers of, I think, Ivan the Terrible. Oh, God, I can't remember. Let me see if I can bring these up. Yeah, it's very contrived, but it's there. Yeah, you know, it's, it's so, like, on the nose. Uh, which is, which yes, is kind of the appeal of these early, of these early especially the Wizbang comments. Like, this is it. This is it's kind of what they asked for. Yeah, Ivan the Terrible, Cesar Borgia, uh, uh, Attila the Hun, and Caligula. It's like, what the fuck are we doing here? guys what are we doing just is empowered by <laughs> four of the most terrifying and evil men uh, that ever worked walked the earth it's just just I, I, love you love you so much um and then as we go through this uh, there's, there's other villains here as well and um as you go further down and get more modern like i i want to say just particularly in the new 52 run i'm assuming that they're doing the same thing in rebirth they um go they lean more heavily into the magic um with the villains and with Captain Marvel himself and where he fits into the universe. I think that's another thing too, when they got into bring him on the DC, they were trying to find they didn't have a place for him. You know, well you're in Fawcett, it's pretty simple. It's, that's the character. That's that's the world. Don't have to worry about it. When you bring him in the DC, it's like you're trying to find a world for him. It, I think it takes him a while to kind of figure out that, hey, Magic, <laughs> it's there. Use you, you lean on that. Um, so uh, I can't like it, it can't be understated that they ran a shit ton of of comics for this, and we are not going to obviously spend a lot more time on this. I think we spent more time, and I thought we were going to spend on this. 
I will make sure there is a um, there are several collected editions that if you want to go back and read some of the faucet early faucet editions of these. I mean, they're from the 40s and 50s. So. Yes, do with that what you will. I mean, it's they're from the 40s and 50s. I don't know. Your mileage will vary. Your mileage would vary a lot on that one. Okay. Um, so, but they're, they've, they've collected some, some editions of these, so you can go back and read those. So, but let's jump into what happened with this not frivolous lawsuit. It's not frivolous because, well, the entity that would become DC Comics looked across the street and said, What the hell? They sued Fawcett. And Republic Pictures in 1941, saying that Captain Marvel was based on Superman. Seven years of litigation later, it finally went to trial in 48. <laughs> and I think, honestly, this is kind of what your 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 anger at DC echoes the judge, because the judge found that Captain Marvel was an infringement, but that DC was negligent in copywriting Superman. Mm-hmm. And it was decided that National. Because they hadn't hadn't written those strips, you know, they abandoned the concept. So, you know, Verdict said Fawcett's got it. Of course, DC appeals, and DC, DC ends up winning. Uh, maybe the character wasn't infringement, but specific things he did were infringements. Which, that's where it, it's like... That. Well, honestly, and this is where the muddy part is, but what really muddies it is the fact that National is just a bigger fucking company than Fawcett. Well, and, and that's and 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 that's what I think, and I also think that for for as much as we can say that, and again, I I think that this maybe it's not frivolous, but I I definitely do think it's an example of a big company kind of stepping on a little company. And while I wouldn't oh, shy away from, I, sure I, yeah, I, I wouldn't shy away from saying that Superman was an inspiration for Captain Marvel. When you look at what Captain Marvel was dealing with and what Superman was doing with, it was kind of two different things. And it's not to say that they didn't take some of the things that Captain Marvel was doing and take them for Superman. Um, you know, he could fly before Superman could. You know, his main villain, Dr. Savannah, was bold. Guess who comes in later on is bold? Lex Luthor. It's like, there are things that went back and forth there, um, but I also think they played in two different worlds. I think th- I just think that National looked at it and was like, they're beating us, we gotta do something to stop them. Because you know, again, Fawcett didn't shy away from having Captain Marvel getting involved in politics and dealing with Nazis and things like that. Like it's Billy Batson um in in in, in those first issues leverages his being and again, this is why I get the Spider Man feel for it. He leverages his his being Captain Marvel into getting a radio deal to be on Wiz um uh, Wiz Radio. And he becomes a journalist through the radio. So and again Clark Kent is a journalist for the day. <laughs> but it's like, it's two different things. One's radio, one is actually being a writer. It's like, the things are there, but to me, it's one of those things that I think today, it doesn't go anywhere, because it's like, they're different enough. Like, you do But is there, is there a distinction with having a difference? I, 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 I honestly see DC's point. Oh, I see their point. Don't get me wrong. I see their point. I just think they're fucking wrong. <laughs> I don't think it's tied with the fact that their character's less successful than, 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 the, than the, the, uh, the photocopy. Oh, oh, absolutely. Photocopy was just outperforming theirs, and that's honestly, I think, was the source of all the consternation. Oh, let me let me go back and say to, to basically something we said at the beginning of the uh, we were kind of saying when we started this whole thing. It's like I'm totally against them. I'm like fuck them. But if I was in their shoes, I totally understand. <laughs> like, wow, this, right? I mean, look, look. If them, she was on the other just, I'd, I'd build them to death. We're gonna lawyer you to death. Right. I just like you know, if you can't beat them. 
sue him, you know? And that's what this was. It, it absolutely was. Um, and so they removed, uh, by, you know, Fawcett ended up having to pay, I think, like a $400,000 fine and shuttered shortly after that. You know, that was, that was the end of it. Um, and so uh, there's no Captain Marvel. I think that was, what was that? What, what, what was the date of that? that, that the date was, let me say here, uh, it fell out of court. 1953, it shut down its comics division. All right, so they shut down the comic in 1953. So it gets relaunched by DC because <laughs> once again, going with the <laughs> got to make money and 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 we get something up. They decide they're gonna they they were going to license uh, the characters from Fawcett, and I believe it was 1977. 72 is when the, 72 is when the license or 67, excuse me. Uh, is when Marvel could put theirs out, and they licensed the characters from Fawcett in 72. 72. So almost 20 years later. You because know? part of the settlement in 53 was they could never again publish characters part, as part of that settlement. Mm-hmm. So basically what they did was they said, look, we just got, we've got this money. We can, we can sell off this character. And so I know there's someone, there's a nerd listening to us right now who's screaming, what about Marvel, man? And I promise you I will do five minutes on it later i'm not doing a podcast summer and i swear to god i'm not but i will do five minutes on it later just bear with us um because that's what happened they started licensing out the rights to these powers and these stories mm-hmm. and they got broken if they're like fuck it just give up the whole property to get it back in print and license the entire thing to dc yep so karma and, F- and, and, and fatino they licensed the character back to faucet they even brought back in cc beck to illustrate um, Which, by the way, if you're just a quick aside, if you're a Flash television show fan, CC Jitters is named after him. That's just fun factoid from Deep Palm on a Sunday or Saturday. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, normally we do this on Sunday, so it's fine. fine. Yeah, um, very confusing. And so this goes back to what I was saying before. I think this is where DC made their first point. Because at this point now, you have Marvel has already had the Mar- has, has Marvel, they have the Captain Marvel name. They're printing a book as Captain Marvel. You know, DC has now licensed all of the Marvel family from, from Fawcett, uh, but they are now not allowed to publish a book with that name. And so the book they use, they say, they call it Shazam. And they try to throw on the original Captain Marvel, but, DC, but Marvel's like, <laughs> you beautiful idiots. Hell fucking no. We're not going to do that. We're not, we're not Yo, doing that right now. I want to say right now, worth a shot. I mean, you got to try it, right? You, We're like, sure. I, I'm because not. Guess what now? Those, those issues that have that on there are worth fucking big money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I like, you know, they had, they had the change name, Sazam uh, 15. So up until uh, issue 15, it was launched with the original Captain Marvel as a subtitle. They changed it to the world's mightiest mortal after that. Um, but it's still called Sazam. And it goes back to my original point. It's like 20 years has passed. Um, I think what they're trying to do, and again, from a corporate point of view, it's not a bad idea, right? These characters sold big, you know, and we're, we're fucking kicking our asses back then. We're now having them. We can now print these same stories. And, and again, that er, those, I want to say those first 33 issues of when DC relaunches is pretty much them either reprinting or, or reimagining those early, those, that, the, the early run. Right. They didn't change a goddamn thing. 
end, to be perfectly honest, I think all of that was a mistake. I think that they, well, from, from that point of view, they had to do it, they had to try it, but I, I, think, they, I, think, I think it was a mistake. It's interesting to watch, because you and I do this a lot. We talk about the history of comics and history of particularly these two big companies. It's interesting to see what DC learned from this. Mm-hmm. Because when they bring over the, um, oh, just blank to this, the, on the Charlton Comics characters. Mm-hmm. They change the name, some of the shit, but they don't try to plug in those original backstories. They even go so far as to spin them off and tell versions of them, which would become Watchmen. Mm-hmm. So that was the original rumor. So originally, the rumor was Watchmen was written with the Charlton characters in mind, and they were going to be used, but DC didn't want to make them um, a incontinuity story, so they took them a little bit left and made the characters. So like, obviously, Captain Adam is um, Doctor Manhattan. Uh, Blue Beetle is Night Owl, so on and so forth. The question is Rorschach. It's 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 one of those things where I think that they learned from this experience. No, I, 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 I and I agree with that because basically what they do here is they bring overall the they basically say when you read that the, those those first issues is basically um, um, Billy, Freddie, and uh, uh, Mary. Were were stuck in suspended animation, and then enti- well, actually, the entire world was basically stuck in suspended animation and didn't age. And they bring them for like twenty years, and they just plopped them down. It was like here it is again. We're we're here now, and they go they they pick up where they left they they last left off. And I I don't think I think they were trying to play on picking up where they left off, but you got to think about. The kids that were reading Captain Marvel are now 20 years old. Right. And there's no connection that, there. That was the miscalculation. That and, the miscalculation. And, and, and that was a miscalculation. And again, and it's a miscalculation that goes, again, going back to that, that, the issue, we, that character, the, the character corner we did, like over at Marvel, you have one guy in Stan Lee who's kind of the brains behind everything, kind of pushing all these things away. So you kind of have, you know, it's, it's not a corporate structure over at National and what you got going on here at DC, you have this, you have this corporate structure where it was a very, it was a calculation. It, it wasn't a gut feeling. It wasn't a, hey, let's see what the kids out there are doing. It was a, well, you know, one plus one equals two here. So obviously, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to equal, you know, it'll, it'll equal two over here and it'll be fine. And they just, they kind of yada yada a lot in between. They, you know what it is? They underpants gnomed it. They underpants gnomed it. There was well, that- it's- it's one of those. It's one of those things that I think you're right. It's just a, a massive miscalculation on their part, because and we've talked about this in both the Stanley Character Corner and in the comic history is that with a, without a singular vision, without someone's hand always on the wheel, you can be served by you can be off trying to serve different masters, mm-hmm. and that's what this was. Like even CC Beck said, um, you know, he would he would come in and try to punch up a story with his art but he felt like with the revival there was no punching it up particularly when dc dc's lack of a senior creative head did not allow them to try to integrate these characters in the stories and said oh no they're going to be continuation they're going to be set cordoned off with their own earth s mm-hmm. and there was and you got to remember when this character came back there was a lot of fanfare but you can only ride the hype train so long and it fell off yeah and and you see that often with what happens with going with you know Sazam Captain Marvel going forward is hold on, hold on. I'm sorry but DC I was thinking about this even think about the milestone stuff mm-hmm. 
every time the milestone characters are used, it's like a big event and there's headlines. Guys, you could have just made them part of the fucking universe. It's one of the reasons I like Young Justice, honestly. Because <laughs> right. they're just there. Yeah. So you cordon all, you bring these characters in, and, and basically for a cash grab, and, and then you cordon them off from the rest <laughs> of your... I mean, it is. It, it is. And which is, again, from a corporate point of view, not a bad strategy, right? But it limits what you can do with the creative, creatively. And, it, and to me, it's, it's something that Sazam and Captain Marvel, whatever you want to call them, has not recovered from. They have not recovered from this. It, it feels like they're still trying to find a place for the character, down to the fact that sometimes like, the character kind of just disappears. Vanishes. Right? Vanishes. Like, New 52, he's there, and I thought for the longest time there's a New 52 series, and it's not. It's just, they, they it's pack... It's the backup of the Justice League. It's the backup of a Justice League comic. <laughs> what the fuck? So, so that's the other thing about this character, and we're stopping our background look just for a second to kind of look at some tropes that have happened. A lot of starting to stop with this character. Well, and, and that's where I brought in the Hawkman thing. It's, it's not as bad as Hawkman because you mm-hmm. can follow it, but there's a lot of starting and then but not the more you follow it, the grosser it looks. You're like, wait, what am I watching? It's like, what, what are you, what is your theme? What are you trying to do? And I feel like because it starts with this 77 to 72 revival of Sazam and them not understanding where they wanted this character to fit in the universe. They wanted the money and they wanted to replicate that and replicate that those fans coming in, you know, because again, at this point, remember, we had talked about this. At this point, Marvel's hidden on every fucking cylinder, right? Marvel, I, I, I don't remember the year. This might be the, the point when Marvel started to take some of the market share away from them, but I do know at this point, you know, uh, Mar- uh, we've gone through a three-year period of, of, of uh, Stan Lee and crew creating things like the X-Men, the Avengers, Iron Man, like oh, th- those 10 characters we listed out in that, in that, in that character corner we did. He's created all of those in that span of time. So now you have, uh, you have uh, a DC over going like, oh, fuck. We need to catch up with something. It, it just and, became real fucking urgent. Well, and not only that, remember, we also have Spider-Man, which again goes back to my idea of, I don't think at the time you have somebody at DC, a character-wise, that matches up with Spider-Man where it's a young child who is the hero. Not a sidekick, doesn't turn a sidekick, it's just the hero. So here you go, you bring back in Captain Marvel's like, that was the character. Like, Marvel's basically doing our character. Not only top of that, but going back to our, our first Captain Marvel thing here, I want to say mm, this might be the, I, it might be the time. Is this the time when Rick Jones is already uh, bonded with Marvel? It might be. Uh, it's got to be, yeah. It, it might be. That so, happened, so, well, I think it was 25 issues in. Yeah. So, and that so, series started in 67. Right. So, so, so here. If we're in 73. Yeah, yeah. So here you now ha- you're now watching as Marvel has now has a young character, this young teenage character in Spider Man, but then they're now rubbing in your face and have taken Captain Marvel, the Captain Marvel name, and has now taken Marvel and bonds him with a young Rick Jones, and Rick Jones invokes Captain Marvel. Uh, invokes Marvel with all these powers by what banging his wrists together. He doesn't say doesn't say a name, but bangs his wrists together, and all of a sudden, as a young boy, he turned into you know Captain. Uh, God transfers in with Captain. It's, it's different enough, but you're like, fuck. But it's it, yo, know, I, I love that you bring that up because it. We'll talk about Miracle Man and Marvel Man later, but it it it, it gives a layer of nuance to the concept because it's not just he turns into Captain Marvel. Yeah. they switch places. They switch places. 
And so it's a, it's a distinct separate entity, which is interesting because like you read some of the JSA Jeff John stuff, and when Captain Marvel's like hitting on Stargirl, like that is a they are peers technically, but it is weird. Yeah. And so they so Marvel's Mar- Marvel's done this thing where they've they've taken the concepts but have kind of flipped it on his head and, and made it different enough that they're safe from any any suing. And now DC looks like they're coming in the, in the back end trying to revive a character that did it first. It's like it's like the it's like that the episode of, of the Family Guy, the Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it, or no, it's uh, yeah. was it that South Park, right? Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. It's like that's what this is. It's like, wait, Fawcett did it. Fawcett did it. Wait, no, Fawcett already did that. Wait, fuck it. Just hey, hey give, give me those characters. Bring those characters in. We're gonna do the, We're gonna do it now. We're gonna do it now, and we're gonna do it, and, and we're gonna make that same money. All that money that Marvel's making over there with these characters, we're gonna do it now. With Sazam, even though we can't use the Captain Marvel name, and unfortunately, it 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 doesn't always pan out. It it just it it's it's been too late, and I think this is the mistake they made going forward. Um, I think they were just too late. One one probably should never have, probably should have worked something better out with Fawcett. <laughs> you know, um, probably should have worked something out with Fawcett. Uh, but two, by the time they realized their mistake, it was already too late, and they they were now. They were now seeing, it's like, again, it's the Android thing. When Android users sit there and go, we've had that feature that iPhones had before. It's like, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody, Android, like, no one cares. Nobody, nobody gives a fuck. You can say, all right, Apple's, Apple's over there doing the same thing you've done. They're doing it later and charging more for it. Doesn't matter. Nobody cares, right? And that's what happened here. Um, so you mentioned before that they, they put the characters on their own Earth, Earth S, I believe. Uh, so we have Crisis on Infinite Earths that then ends up uniting the DC world and finally brings the Marvel families into one Earth. Um, and this should have made things so much simpler. The more we do DC characters, we're all like, wait, how? When was Crisis's point? Yeah, I, you know what I've decided. Since we're gonna, we're, we're getting that finally getting that crossover uh, this year, I think maybe the end of the oh, year. No. We we should do crisis. Maybe we should do all the crisis in one big character corner. Because well, right. you want you wonder why? Because what I want to do is because you every time you do a DC character that we have to reference, you them, have man. to reference crisis. So at this point, I'd rather do it and just do it one in one big episode and just tell everybody, hey, go back and listen to episode eighty nine. You know, <laughs> and just go back and listen to that. All that stuff is there, and we can yada yada it going forward. Um, because I'm way too nervous to see if you already figured out what number it's supposed to be. I, I hope that you just made that number. I, up. I made the number up, but we'll see. Okay, good. Yeah, I made that number up. Okay, yeah, I, I that number up. <laughs> so, if it's 89, I may quit the podcast. Yeah, so. I, I might quit with you. All right. <laughs> I, and, I, and, I, and to be fair, I don't think it is, but shit, it might be. Uh, depends on how many we do between now and then. Yeah, that's so, a lot of questions. Good God, mark mark the time of the pe- podcast, folks. If we end, if we end up doing that Ugh. crisis podcast on at number eighty nine, holy shit. Um. Anyway, yeah. so they finally bring them in together. I think shortly after that, they have there's a there's a uh story called Legends, which brings uh Captain Marvel into the uh, Justice League, and he's in those books there. Um. There, I don't believe there's there might be some like one off series here and there. I don't think there is anything in between this and the Sazam, a new beginning so, from so, Thompson. Okay, so here's the things that happened in here. So in the late 80s, it's Legends. He appears in Legends. They put him in Justice League. And, it's like, and so he appears in the Justice League when they, they um, do like the, uh, the, the like Keith Giffen and J.J. Dematteis Justice League. Mm-hmm. So concurrently, with once Legends ended, 
That's when the beginning happens. Okay. And that and that's uh from Roy Thompson and Dean Thompson. You'll know that name Roy Thompson because guess what he Roy Thomas, Roy Thomas. Roy, Roy Thomas. Guess what he wrote? Captain Marvel for Marvel. Yeah. 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 Um, but here's the thing. So this 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 was a I believe this was a graphic novel or a short miniseries. I can't remember which one it was. It was a four-issue, like, painted. Was it painted? I think the covers... I, I know the covers were painted because the same thing happens with Power, Power right. Shazam. Oh, Power Shazam is one of the whole thing's painted. Yeah, yeah the, whole, the, the whole... I love the... I'm not going to lie. I love those painted. It's beautiful. Those, those, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, oh. beautiful. Yeah, New Beginning, four-issue mini. Right. Um, and so they kind of relaunched Captain Marvel. And this goes back to what I said about... Uh, uh, let's see. Um, da, da, da. This is Dr. Savannah. It, this is he is uh, Billy's uncle, uh, and um, he gets he gets Billy when it, Billy's parents die. The book. I mean, so first let me go. I, I I don't know. I know. Mm, was this a maxi series? One of those oversized ones. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not I'm sure. I'm not sure if it was or not. But so, um, but it's, it's, this. So Roy Thomas wrote this, and um, this was dark as fuck. Like, it was almost too dark. Um, like Billy's parents, op- like being in the book ends with Billy's parents dying, and him living with his uncle Dudley, uh, who's a magician. Um, and they find out that his parents died. Uh, he was going to try to. Uh, uh, Thaddeus Savannah comes in. Turned out he's a lost. Uncle of of Billy, I think it's his sister's brother. I believe he was was, um, and sues for sues for to 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 have custody of Billy, even though he's been out of his life. Turns out he's just after the the, the uh, Billy's father the the money. He's going to try to send Billy off to a military camp or something like that. Um, excuse me, Billy. Uh, he ends up getting uh, Billy ends up running away. That's when he ends up again. Once again, strange man. <laughs> strange man. Strange man. Strange man. Uh, tells me Billy to come down. Gets the powers of Sam. The same. The same general story here. The difference is, uh, this is also a thing. They, they Savannah is is building a machine that pulls Black Adam out of uh, this banishment that uh, the the wizard uh, wizard Sam had put him in. Um, again, it's it's a it's. You can see this is supposed to be the beginning of a larger story. Um, but there were some creative issues that Roy Thompson had with the editors. And it never goes So away. I didn't know about this until I researched this, about the, the Thomas's plans. Yeah. Like, it was, like he was going to get a, it was going to be African-American Freddie, Freddie Freeman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Mary's going to be like some goth chick or something like punk, punk style uh, Mary Long. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was going to be very, very Which probably different. happened during Countdown. In yeah. Final Crisis. Yeah. It, it, it was... Oh, and another big... T- and I think this is the, probably the biggest change is that... And this is the one thing that they did keep that stuck was that when Billy turns into Captain Marvel, Marvel maintains Billy's maturity and personality. Because before... Right. He didn't mention He's this able before. to access the wisdom of Solomon, but he doesn't always automatically do so. Right. And, and, and so that was the thing. Like, in, in previous versions, when he turns in, when, when Billy turns into Captain Marvel... He acts as the wisdom of Solomon, but he also acts like a mature, a more mature adult, right? It was treated almost like more like Marvel and Rick. Right, exactly, exactly. It was kind of treated that way, right? With a different personality. Here, it, it's just it's 
it's more like, and if you uh, if you never read any of these books, but you did watch Young Justice, it's like that Captain Marvel. Like that's- honestly, it's like our Captain Marvel now. That's how Captain Marvel's been treated, and that's one of the things that Roy Thomas did is that I would have, and, and it's interesting because having done all these characters back to back, you get to see how they take their ideas and, and change them. So Roy Thomas said, as opposed to them being separate entities, I'm going to marry it and then have that be one of the conflicts of the series. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually pretty interesting, and it's one of the traits that you said has carried on since 1986. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's sad to hear that DC got in the way of like the, the plan, because it sounds like the plan's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I know. I, and, and, and I think that when you look at it, this, the Roy Thomas uh, Sazam was the, this was going to be the most different version. Like, this is mm-hmm. the one that didn't follow really the, the, the faucet model of how these characters went. Um, it was going to be, the, it, it was definitely the most different. And, um, and calling it a new beginning was a very apt title. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think he wrote this one. Oh, he wrote the little thing with, with Captain Nazi as well, where Captain Nazi was basically created by a neo-Nazi organization called the Sons of Valhalla. Yes, he updated, he updated Captain Nazi. Right, which, again, it was all very... You know what it is? <laughs> this is the New 52 version versus before New 52, where you kind of update yep. the characters for the modern sensibility and then plop them into a real world. Cause it, it makes sense, right? In that world of the, the late eighties, you know, a neo-Nazi organization. Cause basically what happens is Billy is still, is still working as a journalist under, uh, under a uh, whiz and uh, finds out that somebody, um, uh, no, it's Captain Marvel. I think he ends up, uh, fighting some guy and that guy dies. And it turns out that, uh, the guy's uncle or something like that, the, 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 um, the dude's son is being recruited by the Sons of Valhalla. So Billy goes undercover as, you know, as a recruit. And it's like, it's so heavy handed. Like they got like things on the board, like, you know, not, it's not like kill the niggers or something like that, but it's like, you know, kill all the black. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, the, it's the, the Warner equivalent. Right. The Warner equivalent of this. And you're like, yo, this is actually kind of fucked up. And these kids, and like their, their final mission to go out there and poison the water the water supplies and different things. Like it's a very like, it's like, it's like, it's a very real like storyline goes on here. That's kind of fucked up. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, 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 it was, it was a, it was a, a four part, um, story. They did it in, uh, and, um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I like what we're going to cover next, which is the power of Sazam, which I think does a good job of marrying, some of the things that the Roy Thomas was doing and, and, and keeping with the Wiz comics, you know, sensibilities and, 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 and look and feel of some of these and storylines. Um, but I would have loved to see what Roy Thomas would have gone. Kept going. Yeah. I'm about to say like, the, like as we got deeper into this, I was like, I too, just from nostalgia and for lots of other reasons, love power Shazam, mm-hmm. but new beginnings were like, is where I like almost shocked my reading. I was like, God damn, I want to read that. I want to read more of that. Yeah, I'm, I was I was mad. I was, I was upset because I was like, "Oh wow, you get the four part story, and then there's nothing else after." And you're just like, "But that was that would have been kind of cool." And then again, when you read what he was planning on doing with the series going forward, that made me angrier. Yeah, you were like, "Oh wow, I was going to introduce like I said, Freddie Freeman was going to be an African American, and you're going to have uh, you do the the cyberpunk thing with Mary. like all this stuff was kind of interesting." You're like, man, I would have, damn it, DC. Like it, it, and again, it to me, it's the freshest take they've done on Suzanne slash Captain Marvel. 
Um, if I may, if I may, before since. Mm-hmm. You say what? If I may, I'm just saying before or since the fight. Yeah. Yeah. take. Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Um, because I have I have thoughts on the new fifty two version. Um, he will talk. <laughs> so so in in, in ninety five they do a actually so ninety four they do a graphic novel called The Power of Sazam, and uh, they basically undo all the stuff they did again. Again, there's a lot of undoing and redoing. Of Sazam's history, but I believe that the powers of Zam versions and what they do here probably are the ones that last the longest up until Flashpoint. I want to say, for the most part, they keep this origin going forward, and rightly so. It's um, uh, written by Jerry Ordwell, Ordway, I believe that's his name. Mm-hmm. Let me say, yep. Jerry or- Ordway. Uh, the four part series kind of redoes everything, and the first thing they do is um, it. it Again, going with <laughs> the Spider-Man analogy here and in, 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 in doing this, they kind of go back and go like, well, let's, let's examine Billy's parents and bring them into this story and kind of show almost kind of what Marvel did later on with Spider-Man and, 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 and his parents are trying to make them CIA agents and stuff like that. Here they made, Ordway basically makes, um, uh, uh, it makes Billy's parents um, archaeologists and they're on a dig for Dr. Savannah. Uh, with Adam, uh, and they end up getting killed when Adam goes crazy and tries to take 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 an artifact that kills both his both 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 his parents. He then uh, Adam then takes Mary with him because uh, they they had brought Mary with them on the dig in, in in Egypt. He takes Mary, gives Mary to his sister to raise, uh, and Billy is left uh, to be raised by his uncle Ebenezer, who takes the bonds and stocks that. Uh, Billy's follow up for him and kicks Billy out in the streets. And that's how Billy becomes an orphan. And the entire series basically revolves around um, that opening, that, 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 that four issue opening, which basically kind of goes over what happened with um, uh, that, that early setup of, of Billy, Billy's parents dying, uh, Billy's um, uh, parent, uh, Billy getting his powers as Captain Marvel, and then taking on uh, Adam as Black Adam. Like that's happens in that four the four issues, and then the forty seven because there is a forty eighth issue. We'll get into that later. The forty seven issues after when they do the ongoing series is this long story that kind of connects everything that hits on different beats from the original character. So you get Mary getting her powers, you get Freddie Freeman getting his powers, you get all this stuff going forward. But there's a long story that's being told here, and one of the big things they change is um, Sazam the Wizard doesn't die. And basically, at one point, he becomes comes up to live with the real world with with Billy um, as as kind of like his uncle for a little bit. Um, but it's a really, really well done long form story being told here. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And I don't know. I, I thought it was so. As someone who now has a, a closer hue to the Roy Thomas stuff, mm-hmm. I remember reading this at the time. And liking it. Yeah. It wasn't a character that really resonated with me, but they're always well done stories. Like you said, there's always a, it always, it appealed to the, the, the serial storyteller in me. Someone that likes to see a story told over a long stretch. Um, yeah. Well, and we'll talk about the, the, the very key alternate reality version of him that appears in this time as well. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. They, well, what they do here is they, 
it's it seeds a world, and, and it's something that that I believe that the other the other series never did, right? Because the other series either and, and, and leaving out the Roy Thomas Thomas because that definitely right. did seed a world. It's seeded a world that we unfortunately never got to see. So you take the Roy Thomas stuff out, everything else before this, it still felt like they were trying to find a way and a place to put Shazam, Captain Marvel, whatever the Marvel family. Where to put them? How they fit them into world? And never, they never built anything off of it, and nothing continued. So when one series ended, and you try to go to the next series, you basically get the retelling of the origin again, and we start all over again for fresh. And you know, it just it just kept restarting. Here, when you get the powers of Zam, when you go through this, that that happens. When you get down to the trials of Zam, and Freddie Freeman becomes, and we'll get to that later. But when he becomes uh, takes over and becomes Captain Marvel himself, you get a direct line from that to the Freddie who ends up having to fight Captain Marvel and it gets the powers and is very, very upset. Like, that's one of the things that they, you don't get in the Fawcett comics. And I think this is where Ordway found a way to balance, like, the, like Roy Thomas made a dark, kind of gritty version of some of these things. Almost, even the way some of the stuff was drawn, it was like, like there were times when I, I, would, I, I couldn't, when looking at the, 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 the Thomas series, I didn't know if I was looking at Black Adam or if I was looking at Captain Marvel, right? It's a very, very like gritty thing. And when you look at some of the things he was trying to do in the future, like he was going there. The the Orway stuff doesn't go that gritty, but it understood why that stuff mattered and why that would resonate with people. And so you get things like Freddie Freeman is uh, at one point there's an issue here where and I can't remember the issue number. Freddie goes off and 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 and, and basically kidnaps uh uh Captain Nazi from I think it's um the Mossad or whatnot. Cause they're they're about to you know because again he's a Nazi uh, he can have to go fuck up to to go fuck up Captain Nazi himself because he's like yo you crippled me and you fucking killed my grandfather motherfucker I'm gonna kill you like it's I'm you, coming to kill you right and it's like you understand that rage right you know and and even with Billy and, and Mary like oh you can't do that Freddie's like the fuck I can't. You know, it's, you know, and explain so, to me why in short words, in small right, words, right. And so why can't I Did you tell me exactly? It's a very, very gripping story you get. Um, and then there, there's also the stuff that you have with, um, Sazam where they kind of expand on his origin too. him fathering two children, uh, after being tripped by a demon as you have blaze and I think it's Satanus. Uh, the, 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 this is where the, the whole thing about the rock of eternity being too two giant rocks that in between is, 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 is sandwiching the, uh, the three faces of evil. Um, you have that in there. Um, like all that stuff in here, you have, they bring in Mr. Mind. Mr. Mind is actually the, ends up becoming the sole survivor of a race of alien worms from Venus who are trying <laughs> to, invade, right. Who are trying to invade earth. Uh, but he's sent, he's basically sent for, forth as a point man. And um, Captain Marvel ends up fighting uh, these worms with uh, Dr. Uh, Savannah uh, ends up killing all the worms and Master, uh, Mr. Mind is left alone on Earth going, jumping between people's ears with this little, his own little like earship. Like it's, 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 it's such a weird, it sounds weird. weird. I know it sounds weird. Um, you have, I believe this is also a series because uh, we didn't mention this before. Um, Another thing, and, and, and this actually pops up in the movies, and they obviously they didn't. The, the movie, they, they're doing a horrible job promoting this movie and marketing this movie. Um, the Seven Deadly Sins also uh, are involved in this series. Like, it's, there's all these little things in here, but there's also an, an, a, a long story that's being told as well that's connecting everything. Like, 
um, Sazam can't figure out how Mary knew to invoke his name to get the powers, right? And all this stuff's going on. Like, there's, there's, a, there's a bigger story that's being told here, and it's the first time in a long time where you feel like you have something that can, that can seed for the character going forward throughout the rest of the DC universe. You know, it's oh like, for sure, it's, I, and that's and that's and that's cool. I think I think it makes it cool to feel like a full world and full of things lived in, and it's interesting until it gets axed. Like, yeah, right, and, and, and always seems to be, and and that's what happens, right? It then gets axed at forty-seven. You know, and so you you're just like, the fuck, what? But what are we? We were doing so well, but you know, so were we? Well, well enough, right? Well enough. Uh, let's see. What do we have here? What's next? Because again, I'm trying to. It's really thing that come with in the alternate versions. It's really Jeff Johns. Yeah, I was gonna say. So we bring Jeff Johns in. So it's it's one of those things here where it's interesting because Captain Marvel's world gets invoked before Captain Marvel does sometimes, and because of I don't know, you can point to either the rise of the antihero or kind of just the treatment of the character within the JSA book. This is the point in time where Black Adam become, starts to outstrip Captain Marvel. Okay, so thank you. Because that's the thing that got me. I was like, I, I, I'm reading this stuff, and, I'm, and I, even when doing this research, I was just like, it's almost like the character takes a back seat to everyone else. To, to, no, well, not, not to everybody, to the world. You're right. To his world. Mm-hmm. Everything else. He's a secondary character. And, 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 and it dropped me out, because when we get into this, this JSA run, I was like, it's weird to me that you know, when we did Black Adam, we we did that Black Adam series, and by the time we got to the, near the end, we weren't really talking about Captain Marvel or the Marvel family or Sazam or anything like that. We were talking about more like Hawkman, things like that. Like, it's a very, very weird thing they did here where they kind of decoupled Black Adam, who, you know, it is a consistent foe for Captain Marvel and it's all its forms, right? And yet they, they and, and it's, it's heavily involved in there. But they do such a later on in the in these runs in DC, they decouple him almost, not completely, but enough that you can you he rides on his own as a larger villain, while Marvel is and Shazam is just kind of like an afterthought almost. Well, what I have to be reminded of is that during this time, the change that Roy Thomas made in keeping the boy inside the man was interesting because he could always lean on the, like there's one point um, during, I think a Thanksgiving special, Captain Marvel was invited to join the Justice League. He says, I, the, uh, the honor is real, but I, the wisdom of Solomon says it's not a good idea. Once you've got, you take away a child's sensibilities and you still give them these powers, mm-hmm. then it becomes a different layer interesting. And I think that part of it is that comics stopped being written for those 10 to 12 year olds. Mm-hmm. And so it became much more interesting to see not just how a man, but a king would handle these powers. Because that's the other thing about Black Adam is that, and it's one of the appeals of a Black, a Black Panther and a Namor when you start, I reread a lot of Hickman this week, so here I am. Um, is that it's one thing to deal with a hero or, or a villain, but when you recontextualize him as, this is not a villain, this is a, this is a nation given flesh. Mm-hmm. This is a, a people given direction and will. And so it's easy to say, oh, Black Adam's evil. It's harder to say Black Adam's doing what he will for his people. And there's the grays of shade that they add to the, the, the nuance that Bendis was able to bring to the character, flesh it out, and made Black Adam more resonant 
with, I think, the reading populace than Captain Marvel at the time. And I think there's a way to do both, as you see, as you guys know about me, my favorite MCU phase one movie is still Captain America, mm-hmm. including Avengers. Because I think if you pull off Ernest and you can do it in this day and age, it's powerful and it means something. So I think that Captain Marvel has a place in, in comics. I just think that that place is continually, to this day, being redefined. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because like you said, we, we, this is the, this is the Jeff Johns area of stuff. So we get the GSA, we get 52. Um, and again, I, 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 I don't want to rehash this because I think we cover, I think again, a lot of it is really black Adam heavy and we cover that in the black Adam series. So you can go check that out there. Um, I mean, they, we introduced the black, the black Marvel family. Um, this, this is, we have the world war three, like all this stuff happens around this time. And not to say there's nothing that, that, that doesn't happen that affects the Marvel family. I think the biggest thing is uh, Day of Vengeance, which the miniseries where uh, Spectre goes crazy and kills Shazam. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Well, it's, it's not, only just, not only just that. I mean, there's a larger thing here as well, which is it also fucks with magic. Yeah. And I think this is also quietly when you start seeing them going. It goes back to what you were saying about trying to find, trying to find the place for this character in in this DC world, what do we do? And to me, the answer has always been in front of their face: is magic. And when you lean on on the idea that you know, you know, it's not just invoking these powers and getting powers; it's magic that 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 is granting these powers to uh, the Captain Marvel, uh, Shazam, and his and, and, and his family, and things like that. Um, you can then play with so much stuff here. So. Um, you have uh, Spectre killing uh, the wizard. And I think that's before Infinite Crisis. I couldn't get to that. right. It's, it's part of the kickoff. It's part, it's of, part the of the kickoff. Yeah, it's part of the kickoff. Um, it's like one of those lead-up um, series going into Infinite Crisis was when that happens. Right. And, and so what ends up happening is Billy and, 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 and Marvel have to, they take over the wizard place in the Rock of Eternity. And it doesn't really have any, any kind of effect uh, right at first other than him having, uh, you know, being there, but uh, that kind of leads into Judd Winnick's uh, twelve-issue uh, series, "The Trials of Suzanne. Okay, so I before you and I have not discussed this. Mm-hmm. I have a personal affinity for Judd Winnick. I think he's a very good writer. Um, what did you think about Trials of Suzanne? So here's the: thing. I actually liked it because the reason why I liked it is because any other telling of Captain Marvel and how Billy gets his powers, Billy's just given those powers. Here you have Freddy, and he has to basically go through and, and earn those powers, and they kind of give you an understanding and a, and a meaning of what each of those powers are. It's a little bit, you know, it gets a little bit... It's not the greatest series in the world. I like the concept. Formulaic, if you will. Yeah, it's formulaic, right. but I like, the, I, like the, I like what they did with it, right? I like the idea of Freddy, uh, you know... Basically what happens is, after taking Suzanne's place in The Rock of Eternity... Um, it's like, oh no, no, you really have to take his place. Like, you are now the wizard, Billy. And and, and <laughs> yeah, you're the wizard now. Yeah, you're you're now white haired, and you know there needs to be, you know, and now gets into this idea of who who's going to be the champion, you know. Uh, and and it kind of fuck. It, it sets the stage for fucking up some things up. For one, uh, Mary loses her powers in the middle of a fight and gets fucked up. Um, and nobody right. else can. Uh, and 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 Freddie can't call Captain Marvel to have the powers. So we have to basically go and meet each of these these um, these gods who are now, and they reimagine the gods in, in present day to kind of go through these trials and, and earn 
each set of these powers. And again, it's like I said, it's very formulaic, but I like I like the concept of what they do because it, again, going back to the Roy Thomas stuff, it's something different. It's the first time I'm like, oh, yeah. this is different. You haven't done this before. So, what do you think? That's fair. I didn't like it, hmm. and I don't know. For me, it was just I, I everything you're saying is correct. And like honestly, having you talk about it made me reconsider how I feel about it. Mm. Um, because I think part of it is that this is a this is a character that relies so heavily on nostalgia that to push the character forward felt like a departure. Yeah. And if you're going to push him forward, I would like you to try something different than something where it feels like a formula. Yeah, I mean, this is this is literally. Th- I think for me, that was my issue. It, I mean, it's literally the formula of. The the sidekick becomes the uh, takes over the. Oh, it's, it's 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 very cut and paste. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's that storyline, right? And so, but you're absolutely right. It, it it's and so, you know, especially if you if you also can think about what they they were doing with the Roy Thomas stuff, you're like, well, you guys had an opportunity to go bold, and now we're going here and we're doing we're we're changing things up, but it's, again, it's a very very straightforward. I mean, it's. So formerly, like, it's literally uh, we're gonna go to each each god and get a trial that you see, <laughs> like you see how it's happening and you see what's happening here and what's going on. Like you know that the guy, his guy throughout all of this is Zeus. Like that is not a shock when you find out. Oh, can everybody's like, where's Zeus at? Who's Zeus? That's the biggest power because that's the power. That's the power of Zeus. Obviously, the lightning, right? And you're just like, where's Zeus at? And then the guy who's been guiding Freddy throughout this entire thing comes out. It's like. I'm Zeus. I'm a, you're like, of course you are. We knew you were. Why are you? Who duh. else would be Zeus? What a weird statement. Duh. Of course you're Zeus. Duh. But yeah, and and so um yeah, like I I I I I did not. I I do not think people would be wrong if they didn't like it. To me, it's just to, for me. I think the reason why I liked it goes back to one of the things of it's just. They finally were moving. It, it it finally felt like a continuation because one of the times, like when, I think the first person he goes up to, he, he gets his his power from is is wisdom and him after Frank Freddie having to admit that he's partly upset at Billy and, and and Captain Marvel because you know they're the his that fight was not Captain Nazi is why his grandfather died and why he's he's in this predicament in the first place. He lost out being a star football player and being. And being able to walk and do all these things, he became, you know, he became crippled, and he lost, he lost a family member because, you know, Captain Marvel wasn't more careful with who he was fighting and where he was fighting. And so that connecting back to that power Shazam thing, I think I, I instinctively gave it more credit because I'm like, oh, this is the first time they've really done this. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you, know? you know what? And there's stuff like that that really, you're right. It matters. I, I like it more because you're mentioning things like that. I think for me, mine's more of a macro problem than a micro. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and so at the end, uh, Freddy becomes the new Captain Marvel by invoking the name Shazam. At the end, gets the power. Um, Mary, Mary still doesn't have her power. She's laid up, and so I think in the in the final crisis, uh, Black Adam gives her uh, power, turning her evil, basically. Yes. And so we have a evil Mary Marvel. Yes. Uh, going forward, because why the fuck not? Well, you gotta like so. Okay, trials happens. Twelve issues. It's a, it's a long run. It's a it long maxi series. Is a long. Is a, um, it's a long series. They get they update Captain Marvel. Give him a white costume and long hair. He becomes just 
the the Wizard Shazam under Marvel, and Freddie Freeman becomes Shazam. Okay. In three issues, three issues, Black Adam and Isis take over the Rock of Eternity and recruit Mary Marvel, who's still evil, to fight against the JSA and Billy Batson. So why do they have the trials? <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but, but... It's also like the end of this iteration to see if you choose coming, they're kind of just telling stories. I get that stuff, but well, I didn't like it. I, I, I also got to say this thing, going back to the Mary Marvel thing, I think that it, uh, I think this is also a, 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 a good um, critique of Charles of Shazam. It probably should have gone to Mary to begin with because they're, during the power of Shazam, they make a good point that the, the, the wizard Shazam keeps saying to Mary, he's like, you understand these powers better than your brother does. But, and, and sometimes going, but maybe you shouldn't because you're a woman. I still believe that men should have, like, it's, it's, a, it's a, such a sexist answer of, but I believe that, you know, men still can do things that women can't. So you can't be like the main Captain Marvel, but like, you do understand this stuff way better than he does. Like, he, she's the one that understands how he can share his powers to get, to save Freddy's life and turn Freddy into Captain Marvel Jr., right? So, I think there is an argument to be made. Now, granted, he's Captain Marvel Jr., so there is that thing there. But having Mary laid up in the hospital without power and then having her turn evil, you know, again, I don't really care because I don't really have the connection to the characters, but maybe people out there who did would see that as a slap in the face because, you know, that's kind of a shitty way to take care of your but I, At the same time, I kind of got how, like, I liked that that was a, they didn't have the Marvel characters up on a pedestal. Like, she was susceptible to being manipulated because True. she was so... yeah depressed and i get that and i appreciate that and i think that that worked it's just for me it's just man yeah it felt like they were just kind of throwing around the marvel family at the end of it all and and that's fine that you should do what you got to do but i didn't love it no so, i mean well i think that's the other thing too when you get down to the the the, the back half of there Miriam and, and mary and billy are in the blackest night a little bit it's a one shot they bring back the powers of zam for that one issue where they're not, yeah, even, they're, they're not even really in it. Like they're they're without powers. Talking about um, Osiris who gets resurrected and stuff like that. So it's not even like it, it's it's not even their story really in that one. Um, but you're right. I, I feel like I feel like. But they that's also that, like one of the definitions of almost Captain Marvel and Shazam at this point is he's not the star of his own story. He's a vehicle for you to tell other stories. Yeah, we'll talk about that with Nifty Two in a second, but yeah. Particularly with the with the emergence of Black Adam as such a major player in the universe near the end of Pre Fifty Two, it was like, huh, he's here because well, of his connection to Captain Marvel. But we don't really need Captain Marvel anymore to facilitate his existence. Well, you know what I'm saying? Well, let's let's. I mean, to kind of jump ahead real quick to other medium. Let's not forget, while his movie didn't come out first, they announced and cast for Black Adam first. You know, Facts. I mean, it's just. It's it's kind of disrespectful, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's disrespectful. But, but it's what is what they've been doing with the character, and like you said, towards the end, right when you're leading up to to Flashpoint, it's kind of like they ran out of steam. We're just like, oh yeah, we still got these characters. We should do something with them. So, all right. So Flashpoint, we'll break that up because technically it should be the other version, but it kind of leads into New Fifty Two. Um, they change the characters a little bit. 
you have Billy Batson, Mary Batson, uh, and Freddie Freeman. They're joined by Eugene Cho, uh, uh, Pedro Pina, and uh, Darla Dudley, and they form the Sazam family. And when all kids, six kids say Sazam, they turn into Captain Thunder. Um, yeah, and so the three new kids, Eugene, Pedro, and Dar- uh, Darla, they are when you when they relaunch uh, New Fifty Two, they are part of the the Foster family that Billy is um, into. Uh, and we'll I guess we got to get into that now. Where I actually I have that- nothing I have nothing to say about these kids, <sighs> and I get it. I'll be the first to say I brought it up earlier because the power sharing is baked into the character. I get it. I'm not a stupid person. I understand. I just don't fucking like it. And I get that it appeals to more kids because you could be a Marvel kid and you could have these powers too. I understand it. I get why they're doing it. I am not. I'm not ignorant to these facts. I'm just telling you, Paul, personal preference, not a fan. I, that's probably an like old fan in me screaming out or some shit, but like it's probably not the most healthy way to look at it. But I, I'm just telling you where I come from on this well, one. Well, I think it goes back down to it doesn't work because. Have I said how much I like Jeff Johns? Have I said it today? <laughs> I, you know what? We feel, I feel like we end up having to cover ourselves on the Jeff Johns. I, I need it. I need it. I need to say we do like Jeff Johns. I need to, I just need to say I like Jeff Johns. All right. I like Jeff Johns. I do not like anything of what he did with Sazam and New Two. Even down to the cloak in the hood. Why? Okay, so I get why they did that because for so long the argument has and rightly fucking been this is just Superman 2. <laughs> and so they wanted to have him shoe more to the mystical side of the universe without stepping on Wonder Woman's toes. They were trying to create a place for him. And as you and I could clearly see, it didn't fucking work. No, it just... I'll say this. um... Yo, there's even two full issues of this reintroduced Justice League. Zero and 21. They then gave him the backups from 7 through, I believe, 15? Yeah, like, it's... And it didn't work. Well, the, the, the problem I have with this is, it's like... It's, you, you, you wouldn't even introduce them correctly. You didn't even, like, yeah. when you get, when you go and you find the New 52 Sazam and you get that trade paperback, all it is is what we're saying here is issues 7 to 11 of Justice League, issue 0, 14 to 16, and, and 18 to 21, right? They smash them all together, and these are the backups of that, those Justice League issues, right? He's happening, he doesn't even have his own fucking book. And, I believe at this point, oh, Cyborg's in there. One of the few Justice League members who doesn't have his own book. Yeah, and and it it feels like it's a condensed orange story. And I'll say this: like, I have no no feelings whatsoever about the the additional kids. Um, the kids are in the movie, and they're done way in, way better. The it, the I, I feel like the movie does a good job of of combining some of. The power of Sazam and some of the New Fifty Two stuff, but it doesn't. And something I've never said about a DC film: they do the New Fifty Two stuff better. They do the New Fifty Two stuff better. We just did our Aquaman book, and we were like, I've, you know, New Fifty Two Aquaman. You know, for all the problems with it, it's way better than what they did in the movie, right? The movie does the New Fifty Two stuff better because you actually, it feels like a family, 
like in 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 in, in the new fifty in in the book, it just it's all smashed together because again, it's not a full story. It's a backup story. It's an also ran. It's and, parts of a parts of a story, right? And so it it doesn't feel like you're. It feels rushed, and it feels smashed together, and it feels like nobody actually cares. And honestly, I like Jeff Johns. It's not some of Jeff Johns' best work. By far. Um, and, um, you know, I know some people liked it. I, know, I mean, because apparently got uh, acclaimed. I will say the one thing I think he did do that I think was smart is officially renaming the hero to Shazam. I know some people don't like that, but it's, you got to do it. You got to do it. At this point, you cannot keep doing books. Where they have the character and you can't put his name on the cover. It just, you can't do that. If it's either that I hear everything or you're stop saying, doing it. You're 100% right. Disagree 100%. I know, I know, I know. And there's a lot of people out there that, <laughs> I'm just, there are a lot just, of people out there that uh, disagree with no me. Point. There's a lot of people out there that disagree with me too, but I'm just like, well, here's my thing. You're it's right. Like, you're but, right. I, I know you're right. Intellectually, I know you're right. How but, about that? But I'll, I just don't like it. But I'll, I'll, put, I'll put it this way like, I, I think they got to make a decision. Either you're going to go 100% in. And, and, and you got to, like, I don't know. They, they got to decide what they're going to do with this character at this point. Like, I know uh, he had a part in Metal. I know they had the new, uh, you're reading the Rebirth book right now, right? I know you're not mm, a, a big fan I of it. I started it. Yeah. I started it. I haven't um, committed to saying this is going to be a book I'm going to read much longer. <laughs> well, that's actually, that's, that's not, not bad. It's not, not a total shoot down. Um, no, it's but, not. I, but here's the thing. I, yeah. Overall, I actually like this character. I do. I think there's a lot of potential with this character. Oh, it's a good character. I'm not. I, I don't. No, 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 no. I think it's a good character. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, and I'm not saying you. I, I know you believe the same thing. You know, I think. I think we both believe there's a good character with a lot of potential. I just think that WB and DC have a hard time because even uh, we're about to get into other versions and other medium. I'll just talk real quickly. By the time you hear this. My review for the movie should be up and the embargo should be up. The movie is fucking good. The movie is probably the best film they've ever fucking done. You know? Um, and, but what strikes me so much is everyone I say that to goes, but the trailers are trash. The trailers don't look interesting. I'm like, because they don't, have, they don't know how to market this character. And that goes back to, after doing the reading for this book, uh, for this character in the books, they don't know how to market the character in the books either. They do not know where this character fits into their world. And they do not know how to market it on a large base, which is weird to me because I'm like, you should just market it like, like Marvel Market Spider-Man. It's a young kid who gets the powers of a god. It's a power, it's a, it's a power which is filming movie. It's the uh, property. Uh, like, th- that makes money. It's Dial H for Hero. That's, that's, that's how you, you try that. Just fix this. That, that's all you got to do. That's literally all you have to do. And so I don't understand why they struggle so much with this when it seems simple, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's like, I like, there's, there's clearly a, a bigger gap that you and I aren't seeing because it shouldn't be as hard as it looks. It shouldn't be because, again, I, I'm somebody who went into the movie not giving a shit about Suzanne. Came out going, hey, I liked it. Then I did the reading. I did the reading after, most of the reading after I, I, I watched the movie. Again, having never really read any of the Captain Marvel books or even given a shit, then going back and reading them, going like, "You guys had something here. What the fuck were you? Wh- why? Why didn't this take off? Like, what? What? What's going on here?" And it's just, 
Consistency. So many false starts, so many lack of. I, honestly, I tie it to lack of commitment. Yeah, no, you know, that's 100% um, what it is. From corporate and from, because you had people poised to make these things a run. DC would back off or, or a crisis would happen or a reshuffle or something. And it just felt like, and then with the Bendis, like you and I both love Bendis, but it just never hit like that. Mm-hmm. The the new you never hit. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be good stuff for the family in the JSA run. Yeah. I'm a fan of his use of this family in the JSA run. Huge yeah. fan. Yeah. Um, so, all right, you want to get into other versions? All right. Here yeah. Oh wait, you never did your. You, are you doing your your little five minutes? Oh, let's get on my work out into this one. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna go through just the major or the versions. Flashpoint. We kind of talked about the seven kids. Each one says the um, the word Shazam together. They become Captain Thunder. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Dark Knight Strikes. Good. One thing I want to go back to the New Fifty Two version is uh, the New Fifty Two. They have the kids. They there's a power sharing thing. And when they all say Shazam, they each get their own set of powers. They basically split up the powers of Shazam. So some of them have the power of uh, uh, Mercury. Some of them have the power of Zeus. Uh, it, it's it's up reverse the- fucking Power Rangers, and yeah. it makes my head want to explode. Yeah, it, now, it actually is reverse Power Rangers. I'm sorry, I had to bring that up. Go ahead. What if we get weaker together? Let's do it. That is that is God, one of the things that is so, it's like we share Come the power. On. Now we're all weaker. I'm like, but that doesn't... Yeah. When you're fighting the villain. How about you all vote on who gets to be the hero today? Right. There are six of you. Each of you gets a fucking day. I'm so Yo, pissed. that would actually yo, that would actually be dope though. Don't see look that would be look, dope that's though. Top of the head. Yo, call it DC. Yo, call, call yo, that would be fucking awesome, actually, you know. Really help, motherfucker. It's Tuesday. I won't go Wednesday. <laughs> right, I'm sorry. Sorry. Call Darla. Right, 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 right. You gotta you gotta call Darla. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm 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 off today. I don't walk like that on Tuesday. I'm sorry. I don't want to fuck with her. What if she needs all the power right now? I call this shit down and I fuck her up. No, man. Can't do it. <laughs> right. Yeah, which, which actually do does it. happen in the in their fight when they do that. Mary's like in the middle, they're in the middle of a fight, and all of a sudden, like uh Billy calls on the power and like she's like all of a sudden weaker and she's like, Yo, I was trying to fly, now I can't fly anymore. I'm like, oh, this is gonna this is this this does not end well at all, folks. It's not end well. Anyway, I'm sorry, go ahead. Um choose, obviously, um if you've read that series. They eventually bring back 52 Earth. Earth 5 ends up being the Earth S. Um, and they do some one shots there. Uh, let's see. Other, I'm, I'm saving the big ones for, for last. Um, uh, that's another big one, actually. All right, what's that one now? Uh, so during the Forever Evil DC Comics 52 crossover, uh, Alexander Luther from Earth 3 is brought over by the Injustice League, or the Crime Syndicate, excuse me. Um, and Traditionally, in the stories, Alexander Luther's always been the one good man on that planet. However, this time in the two, because everything's super dark, even the good man is evil. And they, uh, the heroes think they're going to save him and have him help them, but actually, take t- up his mouth, he says his magic word, which is Shazam backwards, and becomes, uh, um, yeah, very evil and steals people's powers. It initially gives um, his sire to the resurrection of Darkseid. Um, before uh, after he's killed, very interesting. It's a pretty good little story that ended up on that new fifty two and tied up with a lot of those that dark side Trinity War type stuff they were doing there. Um, let's get to the most famous of the alternate universes. First is Kingdom Come, nineteen ninety six. We should do a comic book club on this, by the way. Yeah, I, I reread it, so yeah, we definitely. Should. I love Kingdom Come. It's one of those. It's not perfect, but it's comfort food because it came out when it came out in ninety six. I was eleven. 
So I was at the cusp of like, let's see what superhero comics can be. And Mark Wade now um, did this series, drawn and painted beautifully by Alex Ross, is the, the possible future of the DC universe. And it depicts a, a heroic war between two generations of heroes with humanity opting to try to kill everyone. And one, one of the biggest aces in the hole of one of humanity's leaders, Lex Luthor, is Captain Marvel. And throughout the book, you see Captain Marvel as like a bodyguard or attache for Luthor. And all the heroes around them are nervous. They're like, we could never move against Luthor. He's got Captain Marvel on his side. Later in the series, it's revealed that he had brainwashed Billy Batson years ago. And Billy Batson had grown up to look just like the superhero comic park. And Ali actually says, you mean we've been sitting here in mortal fear of Billy freaking Batson? <laughs> but eventually he does say his word. He says Shazam. And you get the Superman um, Captain Marvel fight that's referenced everywhere. It's referenced in... They did a, I believe, an OG or a, um, an original movie. It's on DC streaming now called First Thunder, maybe? Mm-hmm. It's depicted in uh, uh, Justice League Unlimited, this episode called Clash, Superman vs. Captain Marvel. It's used in Superman, Batman, Public Enemies, and that trade paperback. The idea of the Earth's Mightiest Mortal versus Earth's preeminent alien defender is always one that's appealing to people in the fact that magic and her Superman makes it a much more fair fight. He turns to Captain Marvel, unleashes a force that can destroy the world. The authorities try to stop a nuke. Captain Marvel takes Superman's words of encouragement and says, you're the one who bridges the gap, Billy. You're the one who stands between humans and superhumans. You're the best of both of us. You tell me what I should do. Should I let the nuke fall and kill all of us? Or should I turn it back and let us continue a fight that could destroy the world? Captain Marvel doesn't even give an answer. He just flies off intercepts the bomb and summons his lightning and detonate it while it's still airborne. Kills a lot of people, but he saves as many as possible. When Superman goes to the UN to almost wreck his havoc, he's calmed and ties Marvel's cape on the flagpole as a symbol of the metahumans of the world standing as a nation at the UN. It's one of the more famous iterations of Captain Marvel. Well, you know, the other thing too about it is, it's, it's the one that actually also understood a, a, a unique thing that I don't think the rest of the books really lean on, the fact that, you know, the whole Earth's mightiest mortal. Like, Billy mm-hmm. is of both worlds. He's, a, he's you know, the super-powered hero, but he's also just a human little boy, right? It's just like, it's in, in, in something that, that, that um, it's why, um, Superman asked Billy to make the decision. He's like, you're of both worlds. You're just, a, you're just a human boy, but you're also one of us. So it should be up to your decision to decide what we do. And it's a unique thing of looking at, you know, the, the, where, 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 where Billy sits. And it's like, yeah, man, you guys should lean on this fucking more. And other people are listening say, I've never really read Kingdom Come. What does it look like? If you've ever seen the image of Captain Marvel painted with his hands on his chest, uh, hips. That's that's the scene where he comes and beats the shit out of Superman. Yeah, it's it's the lightning striking and, and keeps Superman from stopping the fight. Mm-hmm. He is the lightning, and it's 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 a. Pa- I think Alex Ross did a really great job in kind of depicting the power and glory of Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. um, particularly in that scene. It's 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 my go-to depiction when I think of Captain Marvel. I think of Elseworld. I think of Kingdom Come. And uh, I think it's one of the best uses of the character, and especially in a limited place. 
All right, Chris, start the timer. All right, we got it. If this takes more than five minutes, I'll be very upset. <laughs> so, when Captain Marvel was originally published by um, Fawcett Comics, he was Fawcett was the U.S. distributor of Captain Marvel. The U.K. distributor was a man named Mick Anglo, who wanted to replace Captain Marvel because the lawsuit was an American one. So they said, we're going to take Captain Marvel and turn him into a character called Marvel Man. And uh, they used uh, other Fawcett reprint titles and used logos and trademarks that looked like Fawcett's. And it gave the appearance that Fawcett's line would still continue. So like Mer- Marvel Man was just Mer- Captain Marvel under a different audience. He was a, a young reporter. He encounters an astrophysicist instead of a wizard. He gives him powers based on atomic energy instead of magic. Instead of saying Shazam, he says the word Kimota, which is atomic backwards. Instead of <laughs> Captain Marvel Jr. and Mary Marvel, he was joined by uh, Young Marvel Man and Kid Marvel Man. Both of their mar- magic words were, as noted, Marvel Man. Marvel Man lineup showed up. Marvel Man and Young Marvel Man each had 346 issues published weekly. The fast the last 36 issues were reprints of old um, Marvel Man stories. And that, that could be where this story ends. But it's not. Because if you listen to our podcasts before, you'll know that I say certain creators are crazy and they actually make me a little nervous and scared. Alan Moore is one of those creators. Neil Gaiman's another one. And they both wrote this motherfucker going forward. So hold on to your butts. It's about to get fucking weird. Do you know any of this, by the way? Uh, no, I try to. God damn. Hold on the fuck. All right. This will take more than five minutes because I'm about to pause and have you ask questions. <laughs> 1982. A British black and white anthology comic was launched called Warrior. Des Skin had decided to revive Marvel Man in one of the features. I'm going to read the quote now from Wikipedia. He explained, he was always going to be Marvel Man. I knew the character's history. I had a few annuals as a kid, and those cheap comics weren't particularly thrilled with them outside of the occasional stunning art, but it always had a soft spot for Mick Anglo. So given the difference between a brand new character who would sell no copies or a somewhat forgotten character who might sell a dozen more, I opted to follow the similar relaunch I'd done for Captain Britain. Let's never do that, please. I don't, I don't want to Captain Britain. We can do Excalibur, maybe. Tease it first, but then as a bonus, surprise those who actually cared. If it failed, it was only six pages out of the 52 of the anthology, the beauty of the anthology approach. Alan Moore said he would give his eye teeth to write Marvel Man. And, let, and then Skim let him write a pitch. All right, Marvel Man, the first issue of Warrior, Mar- Michael Moran, which is a stupid name, is a married man who's got migraines and is plagued by dreams of flying and unable to remember a word that's on the tip of the tongue in his dreams. If you've been a fan of Alan Moore, you would know that the deconstruction of the superhero is one of his big tropes, the sympathetic villain. Uh, the, the superhero is a terror source. He would start these, exploring these in Marvel Man. So, I'm now going to read. I'm not, I'll give you some more. You know what? Let's just do this real quick. I'll do this really quickly. So, Alan Moore writes, writes Marvel Man for a while. Um, in 85, he started reprinting the stories from Warrior, colored and resized, and renamed the character Miracle Man to avoid problems with Marvel. Issues one through six had all the old warrior content, and the new Miracle Man stories would come out from Alan Moore, and the artist now known as Chuck Austin. His name was Chuck Beck- Beckham at the time. And 
Alan Moore wrote the book until issue 16. If the character didn't stop, there's a, um, a drop off there. And I'll explain everything that happens in the issues. You don't want to know, trust me, but I'll explain them. Okay. Then in 1989, you know, excuse me, 1990, Neil Gaiman picks up the character. He planned three volumes, six issues each, called the Golden Age, Silver Age, and the Dark Age. Two issues of the Silver Age were printed, but then eclipsed around a business. Now you've got to remember, this is a character. There's an adaptation of a Fawcett character that said, hey, we're going to do something different and take him overseas. Neil Gaiman had written the next couple of issues, but it would never publish. A few pages of 25 eventually leaked to various websites, and the Dark Age was rumored to what would happen. This is where things get really weird. So, in 96, Todd McFarlane buys all the eclipses of creative assets, including the reported Miracle Man rights, for 25 grand. In 2001, McFarlane said he owned all the rights for Miracle Man and dismissed Neil Gaiman's claims of co-ownership. He then brought the character into some of his Spawn books. Michael Moran was there, and he used the character as a, a man named the Man of Miracles. Gaiman formed an LLC in 2001, uh, uh, Marvels and Miracles LLC, the company which the goal of which was to clear up the ownership of Miracle Man long term. In 2002, he sued him for sued uh, McFarlane for the unauthorized use of Miracle Man. And in 2009, it emerged that Anglo had actually always had the rights of Marvel Man from the beginning because he had purchased the rights directly from Quality Communications, Eclipse, and and. McFarlane were all illegitimate claims. So, in 2009, that same year, Marvel Comics announces that they had bought the rights to Marvel Man from Mick Anglo. In 2010, a Marvel Man Classic Primer one-shot was published with Mick Anglo's interviews and a bunch of other things in history. Um, at Comic-Con 2013, they announced that they had solicited the rights for America Man that Neil Gaiman would finish the story start 25 years earlier. The reprinters, uh, reprinting started January uh, 2014. September 2014, the first new Miracle Man content under Marvel Comics banner was announced. It was a large story, lost story by Grant Morrison that he had written in the 80s, and it was drawn by Joe Caseta. The reprints proceeded through number 16 when the series was titled Miracle Man the Golden Age, which reprinted the Golden Age from what I'm about to tell you guys about. The Silver Ages issue one through three were announced for 2017. And mind you, only one through two ever actually were released. These movies, these excuse me, issues never came out. At San Diego 2018, at a retailer-only event, retailer event, Marvel said that there had been new legal hurdles, but they had just been resolved. And then in 2019, we would see the publication of Miracle Man finally occur with Gaiman and Buckingham on board. Jesus Christ. The, the story that's being told by Alan Moore, Grant Morrison, and Neil fucking Gaiman is somehow crazier than the legal drama. So here's the thing, though, because when you mentioned Alan Moore and Neil Gaiman, I was like, there's got to be a Grant Morrison in there. That's that's just a that's a, that's a trinity <laughs> of fucking that's a trinity of psychopath when it comes to writers. And when you when I, when I saw Grant Morrison, I was like, of course Grant Morrison jumped into this shit. This has his name written all over the fucking shit. Of course he did. <laughs> okay. So as I mentioned, where that was really funny. When Alan Moore picks up the character, Michael Moran is working as a reporter. And he's got these dreams of flying and a word he can't think of and all these nightmares. And 
Covered doing his job one day, he gets caught up in a terrorist raid on a nuclear power plant. He sees the word atomic in a mirror and remembers it. He sees it backwards. He says the word ketoma, Marvel managers are born and saves the day. So if you're, if you're saying, this sounds a lot like Century, that's what Marvel was trying to do with Century. They just couldn't, they didn't have to write some American men, so they did a Century story. Here's where things get worse, because you got to remember who's writing him. So if you think that, oh, amnesiac superhero but keeps his powers back, that should end nicely, you couldn't be more wrong. As Marvel man, Moran remembers everything. He remembers all of the, the, the equivalent of the Wiz comics. He explains that to his wife that he lost his memories when all the Marvel men family, kid Marvel man, Marvel man, young Marvel men, they were all caught in, in an atomic explosion. So Marvel man's appearance, reappearance, of course, is big news. But as I told you, Alan Moore liked to describe, like to investigate themes of superheroes as terror. And Kid Marvel Man, he, sur- he survived the explosion too, but he also remembered everything and had his powers. He, he comes and attacks Marvel Man because his powers had corrupted him. He never powered down, he became a sociopath. Of course. He obvious. ran a corporation. It was evil taking over the world. And so he fights Miracle Man, Marvel Man. I'm going to assume the two because it's honestly the same character. And Marvel Man beats him. And by mistake, while he's beating the shit out of Marvel Man, Kid Marvel Man says the name Marvel Man and reverts to 13 year old Johnny Bates because he never aged. The boy, innocent, but aware of the evil that Kid Marvel Man had created and, and participated in. Falls into a catatonic stake and passes out. He goes into a coma, basically. Because he's in shock of everything he has done. Marvel Man goes through and, and, and eventually he's, he's superheroing again and ends up a fight, in a fight with a new superhero called Big Ben and finds his way into a secret military bunker where he sees an alien spacecraft and two non-human skeletons fused together. He views a file that reveals his entire experience as a superhero was a simulation as part of a military research project. He's trying to enhance the human body using alien tech. The other subjects and himself were kept unconscious. Their minds fed with stories and villains put with comic book from comic books by the researchers for fear of what they could do if they awoke. They decided the project would be terminated and where they sent Marvel Man and his two young companions on a final real adventure where a nuclear device would annihilate them. That was the real backstory of those Wiz comics. <laughs> so, what happened? Kid Marvel Man kept his powers, became associated. Moran survived and was race, and young Miracle Man at this point died. It's also revealed in this issue Liz is pregnant with his child, first naturally born superhero on Earth. So, in The British, he, what, what he finds out is that his nemesis, Dr. Sylvania's equivalent, Dr. Gargunza, I'm telling you, they didn't try very hard with these names. He'd actually been the scientist behind the creation of Marvel Man. In the stories, he thought that, you know, he was always just the bad guy. But the truth was, he was a geneticist for the Nazis who had been recruited by the British after World War II. So the British looked at the U.S. and the Soviets and said, we can't keep up these nukes. So what do we do? We need to have this alien superpower reverse engineered to create our own nuke. I mean, 
naturally. So the Marvel Man project consisted of giving someone a second body, which was stored in extra-dimensional space, when not in use. When the word was spoken, the bodies were switched place, the mind was transferred as well. That's... At the end of this issue, it's revealed that Gargoons' actual purposes, because of his... He, he, got, he had a, a, a crisis of conscience after his mother died. He, he became afraid of death, so he determined that he was going to use Marvel Man's son to house his own consciousness. Or child. Miracle Man 9, his daughter's born. It's a highly controversial comment because it's a highly graphic birth scene. And two alien technologies, two aliens, a racist, come to the Earth to try to basically take this child. During this encounter, Johnny Bates comes out of his coma. He's in a group home. And he's bullied. And uh, there's a scene. It's one that's always stuck with me. I read this when I was probably 15 or 16. I, I, someone had the American made comics in my, in my high school. The kids are beating him in a bathroom, and the boys are going to rape him in the, in the bathroom. And you see there's a close-up on Johnny Bates' face when he says, please don't, please don't, please don't. And then he whispers, Miracle Man. And he unleashes that sociopathic superhero again. He kills everyone in London. And 40,000 people were killed. Who's writing, by, who's a, writing a, it? Is this, Alan Moore? is this still Alan Moore? This is Gaiman. This is Gaiman. This is Gaiman. Oh, no, this is, this is more. This is still more. Good God. <laughs> and after help from these alien races, it Miracle Man ends up killing Johnny Bates. And the world knows about superheroes. So the end of Moore's run has Miracle Man and his companions take over the planet. And that's where Moore's run ends. So Gaiman's plan was the Golden Age, Silver Age, Dark Age. The Golden Age was going to be the world some years later it didn't work for a while it was three issues six issues each excuse me golden age showed the world as a utopia um alien technologies and miracle man and other metahumans have made the world perfect and but miracle man himself has nagging doubts because he remembers what happened how it got there he remembers killing kid miracle man silver age only two issues ever dropped hopefully it'll be coming out very soon the Dark Age has been revealed to be the return of King Miracle Man. That's hopefully what's coming. But that, my friend, is the most infamous and most convoluted and most possibly legally wrought version of Captain Marvel. <laughs> fair. It's a fair reaction. I, I got nothing on what you just said. Uh, but at the same time, it's nothing to get. I kind of want to read it. You kind of want to read it. I kind of like, I'm like, I'm going, what the fuck is he talking about? This is fucking crazy. But then I'm like, but I kind of want to read I it. I must read it. I must read it. Because it's also Alan Moore. 
who's a fucking crazy person. It's easier to get a hold of now than it's ever been because of the Marvel deal. There's a lot of reprints out there. Um, I'll see if we can find a good one to put in the links. But yeah, the Miracle Man stuff is amazing. It's it's a lot. I'm not gonna sugarcoat that. It is a lot, but it's worth it, man. It's it's some very, 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 very well done Marvel. And um yeah, it's just a lot. Holy shit. Well, there you guys have it. Uh was there anything else we got to throw in here? I'm not sure. Was there, was there anything else we got to throw in there for Sazam slash Captain Marvel or anything like that? No, I think I think I've covered everything I had to cover. Everything I told myself I was going to do, everything I was going to say about Miracle Man, I think I said. Yeah, no, you gotta throw that in there and just so I think we're all scared now. So um yeah. You should if you've never heard of that, that's fine. That's for the four nerds who are yelling at us like, you're gonna skip over a cat over miracle man. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't. Um so a couple things here. Um one, make sure you go check out the YouTube page. I'll have my uh shoot by the time you're listening to this, should have the review for Shazam up. Uh you can see what my thoughts are on the movie. Um also if uh, we still have plenty of tickets left for the DC show and the LA show. Of Avengers Endgame. I know we, I mean, we're selling our tickets even before the main tickets go on sale. So um, come out and join us uh, here in DC or go and join Ro and uh, Shanna out in LA. Uh, go to endgame.mtrnetwork.net to get your tickets. Excuse me. Look forward to see. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. One, it's going to be a great movie. And two, it's going to be great to see the movie with all you guys out there anyway. So uh, make sure you guys do that. Also, uh, in the links to the show will be a link to our our empty, new sh- MTR Network uh, Thanos snap shirt. So uh, our logo is disintegrating. Yeah, it's gonna be it's kind of dope. So uh, the link will be in the show notes for that. And um, don't forget, uh, we'll be back. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll do a quick turnaround on this one. We're, we got a two parter coming up on Iron Man before the movie comes out. So I'm looking forward to, to getting over uh, and, and dealing with that. So. Um, yeah, folks, uh, thank you guys very much for listening. We made this one. I didn't think we were going to talk this long on this one, but we did. So I thank you guys very much for listening. And uh, until next time, we are out of here. Peace. <laughs>